Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. This week, we'll be releasing all of our team previews for the American League East and the American League Central, and they'll be previewing those divisions on the Just Baseball show, American League East on Wednesday, American League Central on Thursday. On this show, I thought it'd be a good time to get a little more granular with this. Let's look at two teams from each of these divisions as we really dive deep for our season preview and try to compare them and see which team's better heading into 2023. So when I looked over the American League East, you obviously have the Yankees as the frontrunner. They're the team to beat. They have Aaron Judge. Carlos Rodon can return to the mound healthy in short order. They got one of the best one-two punches in baseball with Garrett Cole and Rodon and a, a roster that is ready to win now and, and just won the division. So, so they're, they're that standard. The other teams are trying to, to get up to and to beat. The Tampa Bay Rays are a team that has consistently been right there over the past five years for sure, and even beyond that, this is one of the most well-run franchises in the game, and they go into this year looking to be the spoilers here and win this division outright, if not be a wildcard team that can make some noise. Toronto Blue Jays have been the team on the verge for some time. That team that is supposed to be the next team in this division, the next juggernaut. They got all the young talent that came up. You have Bo Bichette and Vladdy, and that, that's the lineup that's supposed to produce. They got some, some great aces at the top of that rotation. They're supposed to be able to win this division. And then the other two teams in the division I think are comparable as who is worse um, as much as who's better. You know, the Baltimore Orioles... They're a team on the, the up and up here, a team that's that's rising after a rebuild. And with Allie Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, they might just go out this year, especially if Grayson Rodriguez can headline that rotation and be a real force in this division that probably won't win it, but can certainly make these teams work more than they had in years past. And like we saw last year, they're making that leap to be a winning team. They're a wild card potential. The Boston Red Sox have put together this team of veterans where they want to still compete. They might not have the roster to do it, but they tried this offseason despite losing Xander Bogarts to make some improvements and still make a run at it. But they're, to me, the other team that's in maybe that third tier. You have the Yankees who are in that clear-cut top tier. You have the Rays and the Blue Jays who are trying to, to be included in that top tier. They're in the middle. And then you had the bottom tier of the Orioles and the Red Sox. So this brings me to the conversation for today's show. Who's better, the Rays or the Blue Jays? I think a great place to start here is with the starting rotations because we just ranked these uh, in my top 10 rotations in baseball that we released last week. And I did have the Blue Jays ahead of the Rays, but I also think that the top outcome for the Rays might be better than what you're getting with the Blue Jays. First off, you have three pitchers that pitched to a sub-3 ERA last year in this rotation over 100 innings. Shane McClanahan, who's a bona fide ace and a guy that you know can go out and contend for Cy Youngs as soon as right now. Uh, he pitched to a 2.54 ERA last year. You have Drew Rasmussen, who also shockingly won up and posted an unbelievable season. He had a 2.84 ERA, made 28 starts, 146 innings pitched. And then you got Jeffrey Springs, who 
I think a lot of people who are not keyed in to this division in the Rays won't even know who this guy is, honestly. Before last year, I didn't know who he was. But then he goes up. There was 135 in the third, 25 stars, 33 games pitched, 246 ERA. So that's a three-headed monster in your rotation that no one will talk about. No one's going to be talking about Springs and Rasmussen. McClanahan gets some buzz, but probably less than he would if he was pitching in a different market. Those three guys, to return three guys who went over 100 innings at a sub three, not a lot of teams can say that. There might not be any team that can say that outright. I'm racking through my brain on our top tens. I don't know if there was one. I mean, the Mets have Sanga coming into the fold, so they had Verlander and Scherzer both sub three. Verlander was sub two, but not quite there. Maybe the Phillies, but again, I had to look at all the ERAs, and I'm pretty sure Wheeler was over three. I'm, Nolan might have been. I think Ranger Suarez was. So the bottom line is that's a really impressive top three for that Rays rotation. You have Zach Eflin, who signs the biggest contract in franchise history this offseason. He slots in at maybe the three behind McClanahan or Rasmussen with Springs at the four. Uh, but we know that he's got the good curveball. We saw him pitch very effectively out of the bullpen. And obviously they're signing him to be a starter again. Uh, you know That's a, a fourth arm that you really like in this rotation. And then beyond that, you know if you ever get Tyler Glass now back, all of a sudden, I mean, you're looking at this Rays rotation feeling really good about it. I know we had Yanni Torinos as the fifth starter. Uh, now I'm looking at roster resource. They have Luis Patino. So I, I'm not sure who gets that spot. But they also have Taj Bradley coming up in the minor leagues. There's so much depth that the Blue Jays have. Not the Blue Jays. Jeez. We're getting to the Blue Jays. That the Rays have. Um, as well as some top-end talent. That I think that the floor of their rotation might be higher than the floor of the Blue Jays rotation because of the depth that they currently possess. The Blue Jays have a ceiling maybe as high as the Rays ceiling, but the Rays ceiling, if Glassnow comes back, is potentially the best rotation in baseball. So the funny thing is we ranked the Blue Jays eighth, and the more I'm talking about it now, the more I'm thinking, did we make a mistake here? Should the Rays have been higher? Ultimately, the reason why the Blue Jays were two spots ahead in our top ten it's because you look at the top, and there's a lot more sure things. As much as I can talk about that three of Rasmussen, of McClanahan, of Springs, and even of Zach Eflin coming into the mix, Eflin's a big injury concern. And those three guys, they have like a season doing it. They got to prove that they can do it year over year. I have a lot more confidence in the fact that Kevin Gosman, after two years of showing that he's this frontline starter, will be that again with his nasty splitter. Alec Manoa. Just went out and had an unbelievable season. It's interesting that the projection models actually have him at a 3.75 ERA. If you look at roster resource, I think he'll be better than that. And that's a one-two punch that you can go to the bank with. And I think you know Chris Bassett is a guy that you look at him and he might not blow you away with his stuff. He might not be the guy I want to hand the ball to in the playoffs. But I just watched him with the Mets. And given the ball 30 times in the regular season, he's going to give you a chance to win 25 of those times and look great in those starts and need a lot of innings in those starts. That was the perfect number three to solidify the floor of this rotation, put them in a better position. And really it is the reason why they're sitting at eight on our list was because of that front three. And then 
still the thought that Jose Barrios can't be any worse, although he just got knocked around in the WBC. That can't give you a ton of confidence if you're a Blue Jays fan that he is going to go up and post a much better season, but you need him to. Beyond that, you got Use Kikuchi. He's looking good in spring. Seems like he is going to nail down that last spot in the rotation. Mitch White could factor into the mix at some point this season. A rookie to watch is Ricky Tiedemann. He's a left-handed pitcher that throws absolute cheddar. He easily could find his way mid-year, breaking through and being an impact arm for them. And then far out, maybe in August, September, is probably the most likely return date, if at all. But you still have the chance that he and Jin Ryu could come back for the Blue Jays. So we gave the Blue Jays the edge in our top 10 rankings. And I'm not going to completely come back on that. But I honestly think that rotations, this is almost a wash. So let's look at the lineups to try to find some separation here. Look at the Rays lineup. Yandy Diaz, guy that you know is going to get on base at a 400 clip. Wander Franco, is this final year we see the best of Wander? I think it could be, and the Rays certainly need it. And it's not that he hasn't been good. He just hasn't been on the field. Rookie season, played half a year. Second season, injuries limited him to about a half a year. So, you know, in those two half seasons, he's put on a 4.7 F4, really strong. He could be a five-win shortstop this year if he's healthy. You got Randy Rosarena. You know, what guy is he? He's not quite the guy he was in the 2020 season, right? We're not going to expect him to be that. But look at his last two years. It's still a guy with a WRC plus around 125. His career line, when you factor in the 19 games where he was awesome with the Cardinals in 2019, the 23 games where he was amazing in 2020, the, both of those really juicing his numbers. And then you look at the last two years. He's a 269 hitter, 344 on base, 463 slug. I don't think that's far off of the guy that he'll be, 129 WRC+. plus Over the last two seasons, 20 home runs each year. Stolen bases, 20 stolen bases in 2021, 32 in 2022. So I think Randy Arena is a guy that you now trust to be probably close to a four-win player, but not quite, maybe three-and-a-half wins. And that's fine for you going out playing some left field, wherever they put him in the outfield. Uh, you got Brandon Lau, who they need to be more. If he's the 2021 version of himself that hit close to 40 home runs, that's a really good one through four. Harold Ramirez, not bad, a really solid hitter to DH some, play some first base if they want him there. Manuel Margot, a guy that's going to play exceptional defense and can get hot at any point. Remember there was uh, a run early in the season last year, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves, where the guy was on a different planet, yet you look up at the final numbers, 106 WRC+, plus, only 6% better than your league average hitter. The defense is where he's going to bring the most value for you. Um, so you got that, though. He's still a solid, above-average starting outfielder. Isaac Paradas, a uh, guy that's going to give you great defense over at third base. Can hit a little bit, too. Had a nice season last year. Not just a glove. Uh, a guy that went up and you know hit 20 home runs for you. So this entire Rays lineup, you know, you close it out with Christian Betancourt and maybe Jose Siri. Siri being a great defender in center. Uh, Betancourt not bad behind the dish. You got Francisco Mejia, another catcher for them. The rest of the bench, if you look at roster source right now, it's Taylor Walls, Jonathan Aranda, uh, and Luke Rayleigh. You know, this is a team that's just solid, and, and that's what they do. They just they pack the roster with solid baseball players. It's just a high-floor team. 
The ceiling of the Blue Jays is better, though. When we look at the starting lineups, this is where I see some separation because George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Alejandro Kirk, Dalton Varsho, Matt Chapman, like that front six, you're looking at Springer who can be you know, a five-win player if he's healthy, Bo Bichette, if he can figure it out at least a little bit with the glove, he has a chance to be in that range as well. Vladdy, I mean, he could be an MVP if he's right. He put up MVP numbers in 2021, and even in a down year, he put up big numbers last season. Alejandro Kirk is a top-five catcher in baseball. Dalton Varsho gives you a great defender with some juice and some speed, a five-tool type player that you can plug into the outfield. The defense is going to play up even more in left, uh, but there's a chance if Kevin Kiermeyer gets hurt, they can slide him back to center. The outfield defense with Springer, Kiermeyer, and Varsho, it's three center fielders really out there. Springer and right should keep him on the field a little bit more. Kiermeyer running down balls in the gap. The Blue Jays did a great job looking at their team and saying, look, we have the offense covered. We don't need a Teoscar Hernandez out there. We don't need Lourdes Gurriel Jr. We need some guys that can run down baseballs. And so they get Varsho. They make that trade. They trade from their surplus of catchers with Gabriel Moreno going to the Diamondbacks. They trust the fact that they have one of the best, if not the best, catching tandem in the game with Kirk and Danny Jansen. So they say, all right, we're fine at that position. Let's get a guy we can plug in with control that can play great defense, that can give us some offensive upside from the left side of the plate, a lineup that can be pretty right-handed at times. That was big for them. So I think the Varsho addition was huge. I like Kiermaier in this lineup. And then you go beyond that, like Santiago Espinal, Whit Merrifield, two guys at second base that you like that can have some versatility with where they play. Espinal can go all over the infield. Merrifield, he could be your starting second baseman. He could be your starting left fielder. If Kiermaier goes down, you can very easily put Merrifield in left, slide Varsho back to center. Your team's great across the board. I think he's going to have a better season. Had a down year last year, but now that he has a full year with the Blue Jays on a contender, I think we could see more from him. Brandon Belt, low-key addition, Azure DH. If you look at the numbers on Belt when he's been healthy over the last couple of years, he's turned himself into one of the best hitters in baseball. Not that he wasn't before that, but he's hit an extra gear. If you look back you know, since 2019, really 2020 and 2021, there were stretches where this guy was just unbelievable. You have him DHing, not having to play first base with Flatty being the starter there more often, although you could juggle those guys. I love this lineup. I really do. The bench is deep with Jansen, with Espinal potentially, or Merrifield, whichever one's not in the starting lineup, with Kevin Biggio. Uh, they are in a great position and ultimately, I think that's what makes them better. You look at the bullpens. The Rays are always going to have a great bullpen. Always. You know, Pete Fairbanks, Jason Adam, both of these guys are great. You just go down the line on you know, Jalen Beeks, Colin Poche, uh, you know, Ryan Thompson, Garrett Clevenger. I, I, they, they have arms on arms on arms. They're always producing more arms in the minor leagues. And they always find, the mo- find a way to get the most out of the guys that they bring in. So, you know, you know the Rays are going to have a good bullpen, but I think the Blue Jays have enough. They got Jordan Romano to be the closer. They got Eric Swanson. Yimmy Garcia is pretty solid. Anthony Bass can be good. And I, I think they have enough. And I think the bigger separator between these two teams is the starting lineup. I, I think that the Rays, 
are a team, if you had to ask me, which is kind of a weird way to break this down, which team is more likely to make the playoffs? I think both of them will. But I would say it's more likely that the Rays make the playoffs. Yet, I would say it's more likely that the Blue Jays win the division. This is just based on the fact that Tampa's just almost guaranteed 85 wins at this point. It just feels like they find a way every year, and it could be anywhere between 85 and 95. And if you're in that range, you're looking potentially at making the playoffs. You probably have to be a little closer to 90 wins to get in there, but you're looking pretty good. The Blue Jays, while they were able to make the playoffs last year, I just look at that team, and it seems like drama can happen, and they could fall off a cliff. They shouldn't. They have too much talent to. And again, I think... I mean, I picked them to win this division over the Yankees, honestly. I like their roster that much. And that's why I said I think they're more likely to win the division than the Rays. But for some reason, there's still part of me that thinks the floor can drop out on the Blue Jays in a way that it won't with the Tampa Bay Rays. These are two teams that should make the playoffs. I think the only interesting thing about it is, you know, can some of the other teams, the Red Sox or the Orioles, can one of those teams shock us and find their way into the postseason? Because if either of them can, it's likely because one of these two teams slips off. You know, I'd be pretty surprised if the Yankees missed the playoffs entirely. As much as I'd also be surprised if either of these two teams, the Rays or the Blue Jays, did. But the Yankees feel like a sure bet to, to make it into October. And I don't think you're going to have four teams make the playoffs from this division. So if the Orioles decide that this is their year, right, and Grayson Rodriguez is the rookie of the year, and Gunnar Henderson is right there with them, and Ali Rutschman continues to be you know, on this trajectory to become the best catcher in baseball, and they just end up putting it all together and they win 94 games with their great bullpen anchoring a team that just doesn't have enough pitching you would think to make it through. One of these other two teams has to fall off, either the Rays or the Blue Jays. That's what makes this division so interesting. Uh, Make sure you watch the full divisional preview on the Just Baseball Show on Wednesday. So we're going to break this down. think I'm going to get at some point, don't know if it's this week, I want to get Peter Apple and Colby Olson on to discuss Orioles versus Red Sox. Who's better there? I think that's a fascinating conversation. Uh, for now, though, looking at this specific uh, comparison, Blue Jays, Rays, I think the Blue Jays are better, but I have more faith that the Rays will at least be good this year. Whereas the Blue Jays, as much as I believe in them, they have given me reason to doubt over the last couple of years where you're just like, what's going on in Toronto? Maybe this is the year that the Blue Jays are officially the team. They take this division and they become a scary playoff team. We'll just have to wait and see. Thank you for watching the show today. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. Uh, make sure you follow me at Finkelstein Ryan on Twitter. And check out all of the great work we have coming for you over at JustBaseball.com.